Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and this is episode number 32. And if you've been hanging out with us during the month of February, then you know we've been talking about facing fear in life, love, and relationships. And today, I'm going to talk to my friend Danny, and we're going to talk about if we think single people are missing out on love. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Well, friends, I am so excited to share with you that in the month of February, we are launching The Brave Mastermind. Yes, this is a mastermind open to any woman who is willing to take a risk in their life and business, who wants to encourage and resource other women along the way. Now, this 10-month mastermind begins at the end of February and will run all the way through to the end of 2018. Now, if you're interested in learning more about this mastermind, then I want you to go to my website, andreacrisp.ca, and all of the details will be there for you. And I cannot wait to see who becomes a part of this mastermind. Trust me, friends, this is going to be one of the best things that you've ever done, and I hope to see you there. It's the week before Valentine's Day, so I decided I wanted to talk about one of those questions that not very many people really want to talk about, and that's, do you think that single people are missing out on love? Now, next week, millions of dollars are going to be spent buying cards and flowers, and there's going to be money spent on expensive dinners, and there's likely even to be some marriage proposals as well. And one thing that we don't talk about very often is the disappointment that comes with celebrating Valentine's Day. Now, there are many women who could care less about this day and whether they're married or not, but there will be some who will have these really high expectations for their partner or for their spouse. They want them to show up with this huge bouquet of flowers. They want to them to take them out for dinner or treat them to something special. And undoubtedly, some are going to feel let down because their partner doesn't come through on this crazy socially accepted norm. Now, there are women like myself who don't celebrate Valentine's Day. So now I don't want to lump all of these single women into one category but I, for one, tend to want the day to go by quickly so I don't have to feel the sting of being alone. Now, I know that's just being honest, but it's just being real. A few years ago, I noticed that there were women who were getting together on February 13th and celebrating each other, and it was called Valentine's Day. And what started as a fiction on the show Parks and Rec has become this actual tradition. And I love this idea because... I can't say that I've celebrated it myself, but I've often thought, what a great idea to get all of the women I know together and just really have a party and celebrate one another. So in honor of Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day, I decided to jump on my phone with my good friend, Danny, who is always willing to oblige me when I ask her for a favor. 
And if there's anyone that I can be totally honest about love and relationships with, it is Danny. So here is part of our conversation. So I have my friend Danny with me and she is at a coffee shop this morning. And so I'm really excited to have her on. But um, Danny, we're talking a lot about relationships in the month of February. And I'm just wanting to talk to people and just kind of get their sense on different things. So one of the things I've been wondering about just even personally is, do you believe single people are missing out on love because they're single? single. Um, love, no, but romantic love. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I thought about this question and, and your first, I feel like my first reaction is to say like, no, because you kind of, you don't want to feel like you're missing out on anything. Cause that's just, nobody wants to experience that. But, um, when I thought about it, I thought, um, there's all kinds of love based on the dynamic and the time that we experience it with people from the love of our parents versus like mentors, friends, that kind of thing. Um, and the kinds you feel in different times of your life. So middle school and high school, that kind of thing. Um, and romantic love is one of those loves. So the kinds of love aren't the same and they aren't the same shape. So when I looked at all the ways that we can experience that, um, romantic love is such a particular one. It's so contextual and unique. Um, that, yeah, like I, I feel like me being single right now, um, I don't lack love, but I'm missing out on that version and that, and that experience of romantic love. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about that. It's interesting that you bring that up because I immediately think back to when I was younger being um, taught about the different kinds of loves of mm-hmm. God and how we are looking all the time to fill a certain type of love. Like, as we think that that's the one we need. Yeah. But oftentimes there are so many different kinds of love that we can actually experience and not all of them are the romantic type of love. Yeah. Like, so just as a question, you know, when we think about God's Mm -hmm. love, how important do you think that is versus romantic love? Um, well, hugely important. I feel like, um, God's love is the genesis of all love, all versions, all, all forms of it. Um, so I feel like experiencing God's love and knowing his loving heart towards me and truly feeling loved by him, no matter what is, gives me the ability to love in all kinds of ways, especially romantic love. I think that's one of the most unconditional loves that we have to have, like, because the proximity and and the intimacy and that sort of thing. Um, So yeah, so I feel like if I, if I was outside of that, or if I didn't understand it, or if I didn't have a fresh revelation of God's love, then my ability to love is hindered. And a lot of the times that's really subconsciously, like, I don't know that I'm um, being incapable of, of a capacity to love, or I'm giving kind of like a five out of 10 version of it. Um, but uh, as I get to know him more, and as I experience more of life and see how much he loves me and, and how much that really permeates every facet of my life, um, that, that gives me the greater ability to love other people, romantic or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's... Um variations of love or maybe not maybe not variations do you think there are different levels of love like we can love someone 
at one level. And then as we get to know them, we love them deeper. Or do you think that changes our love changes for people? Yes. And I would hope so. I think if somebody's love doesn't change, then there's a stagnation there because I think with distance or proximity to um, intimacy with that person, knowledge of who they are, experiences with them, the things that bond us with other people. I think that's always ebbing and flowing because we're always like that. We're such fluid beings and, and we love so fluidly. And so if that was kind of like, a, am always going to love you in, in this amount or in this kind of way, then I don't think that that's alive. Um, I think and in order for love to be loved to me, it has to be alive. And so for it not to have any sort of um, adaptability or shape or capacity to grow, I can't imagine wanting that kind of love. So I, I believe there's gradients and there's different levels and, and not in the like a lower level is bad and a higher level is good. I think there's just a lot more complexity and intimacy involved. Um, and kind of going back to that, the times you experience it and, and, the, and the people, the, the roles that they have in your life determine the kinds of love that you experience. But I would hope that they're all growing in gradients and, and uh, viscosity and, and that they're different and blooming in different ways. Otherwise, yeah, oh my gosh, it'd be so boring. Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, we have unconditional love or we say we want unconditional love, but there's so many conditions we put on oh, our yeah. love. And also even in receiving love, I think that we put conditions on receiving it as quickly as we do on giving it, whether it be to our family members, whether it be to our friendships or even people we are in romantic relationships with. And so there's so much about love, I think, that we still have to learn. So thank you, Danny, for sharing with me and giving me your insights. Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, what I loved most about this conversation is that I'm so reminded that love is much more than these romantic feelings that we can have for one another. And in fact, I want to leave you with the four different types of love that Danny and I were referring to in our conversation because you may not have heard about them before. Now, the first one is called Eros, which is the romantic love that we all know, and that's the kind of love that you have with your spouse or your partner or someone you really like and it grows into this uh, love that you share with one another. And then there's filial love, which is an emotional bond in friendship. And it's a really important love as well. And I think it's one that we too often overlook and don't spend enough time on, but it's the friendship kind of love that we have with one another. And it can be really with anyone that we are in an intimate friendship with. Then there is the agape love, and that is God's unconditional love. Now, I don't think any other kind of love is like this, because I think there are conditions placed on every other kind of love. But God's love is grace-filled, and it is forgiving. And there are no limitations to it. And that kind of love supersedes probably anything else we could ever know. And I believe that that love takes a special place in our lives and that there is no other love that can fill that space. So oftentimes we are looking to fill that space with the other loves, but the agape love that we need will only ever be filled by that one love. And that's from God. And then there's storge love, which is a familial love. Now, I hope I'm saying that correctly, 
But that's the love we have from our families. And that's can also be replaced for um, friendship as well, that friends that become like family. So it's not just people who are blood relatives, but it's people who we consider to be our family. Now, I just want to encourage you today because you might be feeling a little out of sorts and not really feeling the love that's coming in any direction in your life. And I want to be the one to remind you that you are loved, that you are lovable, that you are valuable, and that it's likely you are going to feel love in different ways throughout your life. So don't always be looking to fill that love with just one kind of love. Lean into love and make sure that you return it. You give it back to other people or you give it to people who may be needing it themselves. Give it to your family, your friends, and don't be afraid to be vulnerable with your love. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to love bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.